You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 74 of the Team Stripes Podcast, proudly presented by Acme Whistles, helping you make the big call since 1870. The legendary Acme Thunderer is now available in matte black. Acme Whistles, proudly associated with the NHL since 1917. Guys, today is going to be a very different episode. Uh, We don't have an interview today, and if you are watching this on the YouTube channel, you can see that I am the only one here. Uh, Ross is not able to join us today. He's sick, feeling a little bit under the weather. He's all good. It's not the it's not the COVID uh, for what I know, but just a little headache. I told him, you know, take the day off. Like, not a big deal. Not a whole lot happening in the hockey world anyway. So this episode, probably going to be a short one. Um, I mean, nothing a lot has happened. Uh, you know, junior hockey is in full swing. Youth hockey is in full swing in most states. Uh, I say most states because some states aren't, some are. Uh, I don't know what it's like up in Canada right now for youth hockey. From my understanding, it's not in full swing, but it's close, but it's not, but it is. And we don't have an interview today. Um, I will say we do have a lot of great people lined up, ready to go for an interview. Uh, Now we're just trying to figure out how the scheduling is all going to work out. It's obviously tough uh, being a hockey podcast, trying to get hockey officials and anybody working in hockey right now because they are dealing with the COVID stuff and this season's a little bit of extra stress than normal. I will say one guess that we will try try our hardest to get is Keith Caval. Uh, he is the ODP official of the program for the USA Hockey. He's their referee-in-chief uh, is the best way to put it, I believe, director, manager. I don't, I don't really know his official title. Uh, we are trying to get him on. He is probably one of the hardest interviews that we're trying to line up because he is such a busy man, especially right now at the start of the season. Uh, but I promise we are getting interviews because we enjoy them. You enjoy them. They make our podcast better. And I think they're the most fun and they give us the most uh, learning tools, which is what we're trying to do at the end of the day here. But with that, we do have a few things to talk about today. And I think the most pressing one is the loss of a hockey icon, a legend, a somebody who he never played in the National Hockey League, um, but uh, is as big as a part of a team, I think, ever. And that is Joey Moss. He was the Edmonton Oilers locker room attendant. Um, and he unfortunately passed away uh, Monday night, October the 26th. Um, I, I don't know a whole lot about him. I do always remember him at Oilers games, just absolutely belting out the national anthem. He was always a smiling face. The boys loved him in the locker room. Nobody ever once said anything negative about him. He was a great hockey guy, great icon, loved the Canadian national anthem, loved the Oilers, and somebody who – has left a very, very, very lasting impact in the hockey community um, and will definitely be missed by everybody, including myself. So uh, rest in peace, Mr. Joey Moss. Uh, It was awesome to see you behind the bench singing the national anthem at Oilers games. And, you know, just 
it was he, he definitely he definitely left a lasting impact. Onto a little bit uh, better news, though, we had a few NHL players retire as well as an NHL linesman retiring. I think it was a week ago that we just we forgot to mention, or it came out a little bit later. I can't remember the two. So as being a referee podcast, we're going to start with the referee. He was a linesman in the NHL for, I believe it was 23 or 24 years. He wore the number 66 number, and his name was Darren Gibbs, based out of here in Dallas. I met the guy when I was probably 13 or 14, when I was just really starting to, like, really, really ref. And, I mean, he was a, he was a great mentor uh, to me. He came into our referee seminars and, and taught us things and and just talked to us. And he was such a nice guy, cool guy. I got to interview him once before. I'm, I'm hoping we can get him again on this podcast um, because, I mean, hey, the guy, the guy worked the National League. I mean, he's, he was good at what he did. He was, he was one of the best in the business and somebody who I looked up to as a mentor. Uh, I still look up to him as a mentor. I got the honor to have him supervise me once before. And he's just an all around a great guy, great official. Uh, Gibby, congrats to you on, you know, 23 or 24 years in the National League. Uh, If you ever get the itch to ref again, we have a lot of uh, high, high end beer league talent here in in Dallas. I would would love to have an NHL official on the ice. but on to player, uh, on to player retirements, we had uh, John Day or sorry Trevor Daly of the I believe Detroit Red Wings uh, retire after 16 NHL seasons. He won two NHL or two Stanley Cup Finals and played a total of 1,058 regular season uh, NHL games uh, spanning over the. 16 years he played he scored 309 points 89 goals and 220 assists he played in 71 stanley cup finals adding 18 points he is joining the front office for the pittsburgh penguins as a hockey operations advisor i don't know what that role entitles um but trevor daly he was a great player he was a great family man i mean i had the opportunity to ref his youngest son when he was a mite living in Dallas still. And I mean, Trevor Daly, the nicest guy, down to earth guy. He was, he was, he was always a blast. He was always on the bench when he could be. And and he was just a great guy. Um, And I hope him and wish him nothing but the best in Pittsburgh with his new career in the front office. The other player, player retirement we had was Martin Hansel after 12 NHL seasons, decided to hang them up. Um, he played 673 games, 388 points. I mean, he he didn't play last season. Uh, he played the year before in with Dallas. Uh, his contract expired. Nobody signed him. So I think we all kind of saw that he was going to retire eventually. Um, I hope nothing but the best for him. Uh, and I, I really hope, I mean – he, he does something. I, I don't know where, but I'm sure he'll, he'll land on his feet somewhere. As for signings, though, we have had quite a few that have come out in the past few – or in the past week, I should say. 
a lot of them that we're seeing now are the meat and potato contracts is what I like to call them. They are the minor league guys or the bubble guys, if you would like to call them. The guys that fill out your bottom six roster of forwards, bottom bottom six, or even your, you know, five, six, seven D-man type of thing. Um, I think a lot of people forget that teams have an American League team that they need, you know, guys to be able to call up when a guy gets hurt, you know. And so we're seeing a lot of these one-year 700,000, one-year 875K contracts being signed to some guys might say no names. Other guys might say, hey, like, he's got a chance or, or, or whatever. But I think we're seeing a lot of those contracts come out now, um, which is generally the case after, or after the big first wave of your big first free agents. You always see the uh, minor league deal, not necessarily minor league deals. They're still NHL contracts, but you know, the minor league players getting their one year deal, two year deal, whatever it may be. But we do still have some big name signings. And one of them that stuck out to me was defenseman Chris Russell uh, signed a one-year one one-year one point two five million dollar contract extension with the Edmonton Oilers. He uh, that deal begins in the twenty twenty two season twenty one twenty two season. So not this season, but the next season, from my understanding. Um, not the season starting in January, but the one I guess that would hopefully start in October of next year. And for anybody that doesn't know Chris Russell, he's not your top four D-man, in my opinion. He's, you know, fifth, sixth, even seventh on a certain – on some teams, I think for the Oilers, he'll be in five, six spot. He is a shut-down, stay-at-home D-man and eats pucks like nobody's business. There is one category that I look at when it comes to advanced stats for, you know, certain defensemen that, you know, the stay-at-home type. And that is shot blocking. Like, what are you doing helping your team? And Chris Russell just blocks shots. He sits there and eats them all day long. When he's on the ice, it's like having a second goaltender on the ice. And I think he is a great fit in Edmonton. He's been there for the past few years. He's a great fit already. And already on a stronger blue line, it just gets that much easier for him because he doesn't have to play a top four role anymore. He can just play how he should play and how he's capable of playing. And the Ottawa Senators got a little bit, or I should say a lot better, uh, with two restricted free agent signings. One of them is forward Connor Brown, signed him to a three-year, $10.8 million deal. And they also signed Chris Tierney to a two-year, $7 million deal. I don't know a whole lot about either of those players. Um, All I know is if you're handing out – you know, $10 million over three years, the guy's obviously worth a little bit of something. And same with $7 million over two years. Both of them are carrying about a 3.5 AAV. That's, that's not big, big money, but it's definitely going to help Ottawa get a lot better and a lot quicker. Uh, we're seeing their rebuild absolutely take off. They have the luxury with the cap space, which we'll get to a little bit later in the in this episode. But uh, Vancouver also re-signed Jake Vertanen to a two-year $5.1 million deal. That is a great deal for the team. Uh, definitely, I think Jake Vertanen could get more money, and I think he will. I think this is a bridge contract. You know, it's a two-year deal. It's good for the team right now. It's good for him. He has two years to prove to 
the GM and, and the upper brass that, Hey, I'm worth that big contract. I'm worth that big money. Um, and I, I'm worth the long term. So I think, you know, after these two years, he'll sign his big ticket, which is good for him. And, you know, great for Vancouver right now, just with their cap space. Buffalo, I, I, I don't know if you can say they got better because they're just re-signing two players. They signed uh, Sam Reinhart to a one-year $5.2 million contract, which is, I mean, he's getting paid his, his big money, but it's only one year. Uh, again, we're looking at a bridge deal. I think Buffalo saying, hey, kid, like, we'll pay you the big money you have one year to show us that you're worth the big money. And if you do that, Hey, we'll keep giving you the big money in a longer term. So I think it's great that he got the one year 5.2 and it also helps Buffalo because who knows what the cap's going to look like in two, three, four, five, even six years from now. And as crazy as it thinks, as it sounds to think about that right now, that is something that GMs do have to go through. Uh, they also resigned Linus Allmark. Uh, he's the goal, I believe, backup goaltender. I didn't watch a whole lot of Buffalo this year, but they resigned him to a one-year, two-point-six million-dollar deal. Uh, I, again, like the the one-year thing is is like, hey, come in, prove what you can do. We're hopefully putting a better team in front of you, so hopefully everything gets better there. Uh, but that's it for the signings. Really, there was no trades this week, which. I'm not really surprised. Everything's kind of slowing down. It's, it's the off season. But speaking about the cap, uh, there is seven teams currently sitting over the ca- over the cap, which is at set at eight point eight eighty one point five million dollars. And there's currently seven teams above that, and that is the Anaheim Ducks, Vegas Golden Knights, Capitals, Leafs, Blues, Canucks, and Coyotes. Uh, the Ducks, Knights, Capitals, Leafs, and Blues all have about $1 million to shed, a little bit less, a little bit more, um, which you think about it, it doesn't sound that hard in theory, but it is just because, I mean, look, they, they got, got guys are signed to whatever contract they're signed to, and now it's going to be up to the GM of those teams to find the best you know, 20 guys or 23 guys to put on their NHL roster in, in the con or in the cap, you know, ceiling. The two other teams in there that are, I think going to struggle with it are the Arizona Coyotes and Vancouver Canucks. The Coyotes definitely shot themselves in the foot. Um, Looking back, I think it was like five years ago. They were bottom bottom barrel team. They were trying to hit the lower limit of the cap, which is crazy to think about. Um, so they took on some massive contracts of guys that retired, not retired, but didn't want to play anymore. They took on, you know, Bullen's contract, Dex Suits contract, like all, all these, all these bad contracts, uh, not necessarily bad contracts, but long contracts that they just didn't pan out. So they took a cap hit on them. Uh, I don't know how many are still on the book per se, but if you're, if you think about it, the upper, upper limit for the cap is 81.5 and they are sitting currently at $84.2 million. So they have to shave off $3 million essentially in, in cap space, which I, I really, I really, really, really don't know how you do that. Um, 
Vancouver's a little bit better, but not great by any means. They got to shave off 1.5 million. And again, I don't know how they go about doing that. I, I mean, this year's definitely going to be interesting. I think if you're one of those seven teams, you come over to the eight teams that have 10 plus million dollars worth of cap space to them and say, Hey, let's make a deal. Uh, whatever that may be. I mean, the bottom 10 or the, sorry, the bottom eight teams with $10 million or more of cap space are the New York Rangers, the Panthers, Blue Jackets, Predators, Kings, Senators, Devils, and Red Wings. Out of all those teams, I would say half of them are rebuilding and the other half are at least a playoff team. Not really any contenders in there unless you think the Predators, but I think they're more of a playoff team, not a contending team. But I think if you're one of the teams that are needing to get rid of cap space, you can go to the to them and say, hey, how can we make your team better now? And I think those teams would listen, uh, especially the Red Wings. They have $18 million worth of cap space uh, that they can use for this season. So I think a, like a, a team like Detroit, they might look at bringing on a veteran guy or a guy that, you know, maybe signed his big ticket and, and has a year or two left, but he's, he's just kind of, he's gotten old now is his big tickets, not worth the money that he signed for, you know, five, six, seven years ago, but somebody that Detroit could put in the lineup, known NHL or veteran presence in the locker room, like somebody that can actually help that team grow and Ottawa for as much as they've done this off season, still have $14 million in cap space, which is huge um, for a team like Ottawa that is definitely accelerating their rebuild uh, by, by a lot of their additions this season, or I should say this off season. I mean, they, 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 they brought in, I mean, so many people, um, Matt Murray being one of them, they signed him. They have uh, Andrew Nilsson still in net. They have so many contracts that are are still an entry level uh, as well, which is awesome. They have, I believe, four. Yeah, they have four rostered players that are all on entry level contracts. Um, three of them expire at the end of next year, which, okay, that means they have to dish out some money because you're looking at giving Brady Kachuk, Logan Brown, and Drake Batherson some money especially Brady Kachuk for what he's done. But if you look at the rest of the roster, I mean, like they have a lot of talent and they definitely can make something happen here. I think this year um, there's not really any super, super huge free agent name that I think they should go after right now, but there's, there's definitely ways they can make their team a lot better, but the, the cap is going to be so weird because who knows, you know, it, even if they do play this year, like who knows if it goes up the following year, like who, it, it, you know what, it might only go up half a mil. And so you're going to find a lot of teams struggle uh, to stay at the cap or below it. But if you're one of these teams that I don't know if you got lucky or you just, you planned well, I don't know. But if you're one of the teams with, with $10 million at your hands, you could get very good very quickly by taking one or two big contracts on and changing your franchise. Now, the reason I think a lot of you guys will be listening today 
is I told you guys I would be dropping hints as to when we are doing our uh, whistle giveaway. So the you get a 50% off coupon for, at our store, the Team Stripes store, for a black, matte black Acme Thunderer whistle uh, from our uh, absolute amazing sponsors over at Acme Whistles. And let me tell you about these whistles, guys. They are sick. They are clean. They look good. Like the, the matte black finish looks amazing. The Team Stripes logo pops on it. It looks so good. It makes you feel good. It probably makes you skate faster. There's no science behind it. But, I mean, I will say I was lucky enough to get two of them. And whenever I'm using them, I legit feel like I should be in the National League, which is amazing confidence to have. And it probably does make you skate faster, I will say. Uh, there's no science behind it, but it probably makes you skate faster. So, told everybody – I will be dropping hints for the whistles as to when I'm going to give them away. Um, all I'm going to tell you is between Thursday and Friday. So somewhere in that two day span, I will be dropping it most likely anywhere from five to 8 PM uh, central time in the United States. If you are international, I don't know what your time zone are. Google it, you know, central time zone, figure out how far it is away set reminders in your phone, uh, set up notifications on all of our social media pages for when we send out a new tweet, new Insta uh, picture, or, you know, a Facebook post. And if you are the first to respond to our question and get it correct, you get the 50% off coupon, which is awesome. Um, the questions, I'm going to try and make them harder and harder every week because I want you guys looking into a rule book, whether you skate the league or or it's just a completely random rule book. It's a fun rule thing to know. Uh, so, for instance, this week's rule was, or situation, I should say, was a player is awarded a penalty shot. When asked to hand over his stick for measurement, he breaks it. What is the ruling on the ice under USA Hockey rules? So this was a two-part answer. There was the what penalty should be assessed and does the player still get to take the penalty shot? The answer to the second question was, yes, that player still takes his penalty shot as long as he's using a legal stick. So in theory, his backup stick would be his legal stick. Um, if he doesn't have a legal stick, I'm guessing he just grabs one of his teammates. I don't know how that would work. Um, but the penalties assessed, he gets a minor plus a 10-minute misconduct under rule. I believe it was 401 and 303. I don't have either of those pulled up in front of me. I probably should, but I don't. But it was uh, situation eight in the rule book. I don't know under what rule, which doesn't help anybody. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull from a USA Hockey rule book, Hockey Canada rule book, double IHF. Uh, the NHL rule book, maybe the junior rule book in USA hockey, NCAA hockey. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to try and find the wackiest scenarios possible and to, to really make you guys think and, and look and, and dig into your rule book to find the right answer. And I will say the response I've been getting, 95 to 99% of them are right. 
and the amount that I'm getting in the first 10, 15 minutes is, is huge. I'm not saying, you know, if, if you miss it by 10 minutes, don't respond. Uh, you know, respond still DM us. You, you might win. Who knows? You know, everybody before you might have gotten it wrong. But definitely be on the lookout for those. Um, and as well, we are currently running a giveaway, I believe, for the next four days. And it is a absolute awesome, awesome, awesome package. It is, we partnered up with the Zebra Club and they are giving their starter package. And that includes a pants, jersey, helmet, visor, and an Acme Thunder whistle. Uh, and Team Stripes is throwing in free access to the Academy, which for anybody that doesn't know is the Don Kaharski masterclass of refereeing. He gives you all the little secrets, tips, tricks, just makes you a better official. Um, obviously, people listening here are most likely already an official. If you aren't, you know, enter this giveaway as many times as you can. Try and get this gear. That way you can get on the ice, start, start refing hockey. Uh, for everybody that is an official, if you know somebody that wants to be an official, obviously the costs involved to get started can be a bit pricey you know you're buying an 80 dollars jersey if you don't even have a helmet there goes another you know 80 to 100 to even 200 dollars, depending on what you want to buy a visor i believe at minimums like 80 dollars uh pants same thing like another 80 dollars if you want to buy the really nice stevens or reeks like you're looking at almost you know maybe upwards of 200 dollars so I understand like it can be very expensive. So if you know somebody that wants to be an official that, but might not just because of the price to get involved into it, send them this giveaway. I mean, all you need is skate and shin pads really, you know, and elbow pads too, but you really don't need those, you know, definitely recommended. And I do recommend it, but like, that's really all you need They're We're giving you everything you can, and you get to learn from the best of the best and, and excel, but you've already started with the Team Stripes Academy program. So definitely sign, enter for that giveaway. I know it's on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Our social medias are Go Team Stripes. Uh, definitely do it. The Facebook one, you got to like the photo, follow Team Stripes and Zebra Club, share the post, and then tag two officials. Do it, do it, do it, enter the giveaway, get some free new gear and get free access to the Academy, which is an absolute screaming deal. I mean, we're talking probably like five or $600 worth of, worth of stuff for free. And all you got to do is comment, like go do it. We are also, we, we have a lot of stuff in our pipeline that we want to do. Uh, we want to add more to the master classes. This is already stuff that we're talking about for the off season, uh, off season for us, I should say. So, you know, come April, May, June, July, August, we're looking at adding, adding stuff for the master class, you know, filming more things for those. Uh, our YouTube channel is so, 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 so close to a thousand subscribers. The last time I checked, we we're at 920. So I need 80 people to go subscribe and make me the happiest, happiest podcast host in the world. Um, I might even get to do a giveaway for a thousand subscribers, you know, give, give the thousand subscribers something. I don't know what yet. 
Uh, we haven't really talked about that yet, but hint, hint, wink, wink. Let's try and get to a thousand subscribers folks on YouTube for a giveaway. Um, and what I'll do is I'll make it that when we hit a, th a thousand subscribers, then uh, randomly out of those 1000 people, we'll pick a name and you'll win something. We don't know what yet, but you'll win something. And who doesn't like free stuff? Uh, as well as the YouTube channel, we are looking at getting new merch, more sweaters, more hats, long sleeve tees, shorts, whatever. If you guys want something with Team Stripes on it, tell us, DM us, and we'll figure out if we can do it. Uh, we still are a growing company. We're a young company. And a lot of it right now is we're just trying to grow, 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 grow. And Obviously, you guys listening to our podcast really helps because the more listeners we get, the more sponsors we can get, the more stuff we can give you, uh, the more promo codes we can give you, whatnot. And we couldn't do this without you guys. So we definitely appreciate your guys' support and listening to the podcast every week. Uh, I personally love chatting with all of you guys in our DMs, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I absolutely love it. It's great getting to interact with you guys and hear your guys' story, which leads me to the next, I guess, idea up the sleeve is we are trying to figure out how to create a wartime story uh, or a war story episode. So what we want is everybody to give us, you know, whatever, two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes of their best story, whether you've ref for 60 years, 10 years, two years, six months, everybody has some wacky, crazy story to talk about. And we feel that it is an awesome platform for you guys to talk about it. Um, and so I am working on that. I am, I am trying my best to get it out for you guys as quickly as possible. I'm looking at a lot of different options right now, just trying to figure out which one's best to do um, and easiest for not only us at Team Stripes, but you guys to get it to us. We have a lot of stuff uh, coming up, hopefully, that we are looking forward to doing. Um, you know, stuff like the mass, you know, adding classes to the master class, like that's no, no, no small task. I mean, but that's stuff that we're already talking about now uh, in what, November, October. We're talking about it now for stuff in, in April, May, June. So we have a lot of fun, exciting stuff coming out. Uh, look for our YouTube channel. I will start posting a lot more. You'll probably start seeing some gaming content on there um, because I mean, who doesn't like gaming? I think we have, a certain audience that would like to, you know, maybe see some gaming. If, if that's something you're into, you know, send us a DM. Tell me, tell me what games you want to see played. You know, like I'll sit here and live stream and play a game. I, I don't mind that, you know, like help us interact with you guys more because that's the best part of this job. In my opinion, for me is, you know, interacting with you guys as fans and we definitely could not do it without you guys. So this is a huge thank you to you. But with that, it pretty much wraps up this episode. I told you guys it was going to be really short, really easy. Um, follow us on all of our social medias if you're not already. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Go Team Stripes. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Get us to 1,000. And we 
might do a giveaway. That's the hope. That's the game plan. But we got to get to a thousand first. We're only 80 away. Like that's, that's 80 people subscribing. Uh, let's make that happen for us. And again, congrats to Darren Gibbs on an amazing career. If you ever want to come ref beer league hockey in Dallas, we have a ton of it. And I promise the guys would absolutely love to yell at an NHL official. But with that, Thank you to our amazing sponsors at Acme Whistles. Uh, go, go and buy, go and buy the black ones, guys. They are amazing. They are gorgeous. I love them. They are great. They sound amazing. They make you feel good. And you know what they say: feel good, play good. So, thank you guys for listening. This was episode seventy-four, and have a great week and a happy Halloween, guys. Thanks. Mm-hmm.